Season three of Formative is brought to you by the generous support by Macy's Inc., whose purpose is to create a brighter future with bold representation for underrepresented youth so we can realize the full potential of every one of us. Welcome to Formative, the show where today's leaders are interviewed by the leaders of tomorrow. This season of the show, you're going to hear from guests from all types of careers, costumers, CEOs, restauranteurs, authors, and sportscasters. And you're going to meet some of the most fabulous student co-hosts we've had yet. Amaris Goujon joins us on today's show. He's a self-described multi-potentialite who has his feet in creative worlds from illustration to fashion to music. We caught up with him in the Bronx, where he's in love with his community and finding the most creative ways to give back. I'm Rachel Gazdick, CEO of New York Edge, and my co-host today is Allison from 83X. Hey, Allison, how are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name's Allison. I'm in the eighth grade. I'm 13 years old. I'm really interested in the arts, dance, everything in the arts overall. And I'm just very excited to be here today. Well, it sounds like your interests can align with our guest today. We're so happy to have Maurice with us. Let's welcome him to the show. And thanks so much for being here today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on the show. Definitely excited, excited to, to chop it up and have some great conversations. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Allison, why don't you take it away? What's your first question for our guest today? My first question is, I would like to know a little bit more about you. It's like, get to know you. Yes, thank you, thank you. So my name is Amaudis Grujong. I am a creative social entrepreneur based right over here in the Boogie Down Bronx. I started as a designer. I like to dab on different mediums like film, design, photography, however I can express myself. In 2015, we started a brand called Bronx Native. It's a brand that highlights the Bronx through art, music, apparel, events, experiences, and more. It's a community-based brand as well. We tackle issues that we go through in a day-to-day. Here in the BX, uh, we want to see our people empowered. We want to see them winning and heavy into equity and just heavy into us. So we've been doing a lot of stuff. I like to say Bronx Native is more than just a clothing brand. It is a movement and every day we're working towards uh, just making sure that the narrative is changed and making sure that we're being represented accordingly and that the Bronx is up, you know? Yes, of course. I find it really important that you find your community so like amazing and you're proud of it. What was your inspiration to create this whole thing? Yeah, my inspo was my people, my home, my community, right? I was born and raised here in the South Bronx, and my whole life I heard negative things about my home, the BX, right? And for me, the Bronx is the most beautiful place on earth. When you talk about black and brown, disenfranchised communities, immigrant communities, people that have not been necessarily given the right platform, the voice, that's who we cheer for, right? We're we're cheering for for us Mm -hmm. and for our people. And really, the Bronx inspired us, of course, to create this brand and to create a representation, right? Because I wanted to change the narrative. I wanted to change the stigma that the Bronx has and stuff like that. So, um, you know, utilizing my skill sets as a designer, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, 
we created this brand that does that, right? Through merchandise, through events, through culture, music, fashion, all these different things. And, uh, and yeah, 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 only the beginning. As a person who grew up in the Bronx myself, we all have different experiences. Like, what was your experience growing up in the Bronx? I love growing up in the Bronx. My whole scholastic career was in the Bronx. You know, I went to PS62 and uh, Southern Boulevard. I went to St. Ignatius, a small Catholic school in Hunts Point. Then I went to Carnot Hayes on Grand Concourse. Then I went to Bronx Community College on Burnside, got my associate's degree. And then I went out to the city to the School of Visual Arts to get my bachelor's in design and film. Of course, the struggle is there, you know, those moments are there, but those moments are beautiful, you know. I, I, I always think about just the people, right? How they're, they're like family. And when I, I walk down the street, you know, I, I feel at peace. I feel bliss just walking in my community, in my home, and knowing that we're going up and it's a beautiful thing. So uh, there's a quote that says, only the strong survive and we're it, you know, this is us. Yeah. Speaking about Bronx Native, I heard that you work with your sister. What's it like working with her? Yeah, no, it's great. You know, um, I've always felt blessed to have a sister who's also a creative like me. Her name is Rosaline Grujong. She's uh, currently in Parsons studying fashion design. Uh, you know, I remember having the conversation like, bro, why isn't there merchandise that really represents the culture, the history, and has all this substance? Um, you know, you see the Brooklyn merch, you see the NY, but where is the BX, right? Mecca, hip hop, salsa, doo-wop, all these incredible things. And we kind of just, you know, had no representation in the streetwear yeah. world. And we said, you know, create a brand that represents us and utilizing our skill sets as a designer, as a fashion designer, we did it, you know, and it's five, six years later, we're still going strong and making it happen. Well, as a person with siblings myself, so impressed that like you would not like argue a lot with your siblings because yeah. sometimes we have like different opinions and has that ever happened with you and your sister? Yeah, of course. You know, it's going to happen all the time. You know, even though if we argue over fighting, we get back to work the next minute because it is all about the work. You know, we're not going to let stuff like that distract us or hold us back. We're going to talk about it. We're going to create solutions and we're going to keep, right? Um, but, you know, that that's another thing, uh, you know. A major point for me is finding the right team, right? And the right yes. uh, people to surround yourself around you, right? It's not necessarily good to have people that have the same mindset as you or the same perspective. You want people to challenge you. You want people in your team with different perspectives, different ideologies, and all these things to add to it. We are the same in a couple different ways, but we're also very different. So uh, it, it's good to have that balance. Yeah, definitely. What is it like doing your dream job? It's great. Um, you know, I've been very blessed to be able to do what I love. And that's something that we always preach and tell everybody, you know, figure out what you're passionate about, what you love and do it. Because if not, you're going to spend your whole life feeling why didn't I pursue this, you know, is exciting. It's exciting. It's challenging. You know, there, there's a lot of pivoting involved. There's a lot of adapting of problem solving, of course, but I wouldn't 
have it any other way because you know this is what we signed up for we're doing it up is a win-win and like i said we're creating social impact we're creating inclusive spaces for expression for our people and all these things and that makes it uh, worthwhile you know I was reading about you and I saw that you knew from a young age that you were like really interested in the arts and all this. How did you know? How did I know? (laughs) So I did know. Yeah, it's a fact. I was an illustrator from a very early age. So I just remember drawing in, in in my room, drawing in school, drawing in church. That was my thing already. Like, yo, you're the person who draws, you know, kids used to pay me to do their homework, you know. So I was already drawing and I had that artistic ability. And I mean, I just knew like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I didn't necessarily go the route of an actual illustrator. I saw a more, for me, a more tangible future in the digital arts. That's why I went to graphic design and and all these things. But I use my illustration skills and my drawing skills on a day-to-day to this day. If you did not become what you are today, what do you think you would have done? If I didn't become what I am today, the beauty about where I'm at is that I am involved in so many different things because I love so many different things, right? we got the fashion. Right now we're in our recording studio, production space. We do influencer market. We do things with, with sponsors. We do YouTube. We do content creating. And in a way, you know, I'm able to dabble in all these things, which I love. But if I wasn't, I guess, in a creative realm, I don't even know what I would be doing. <laughs> what would I do? Holy moly. <laughs> There's no plan B's for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for everything. <laughs> but yeah. What do you think the key to success is? The key to success. That is a deep question. Um, Success could be defined differently for different people. Uh, and there's, there's many keys, right? There's layers to it, right? Definitely be consistent. Keep going every day. As an entrepreneur, you already know we're working 24-7, putting that blood, sweat, and tears into whatever you do. I remember once one of my professors said, hey, do you want to know the meaning of life? Like, you know what, like, what's the whole scope of it? I was like, yes, I need to know what is it? And he said, you get what you put in. That's basically it. The more hours you put in, the more blessings you're going to get, the more fruits you're going to get, you know, so keep going. And another one that, that I would say is always be authentic, right? Always sprinkle what makes you into whatever you do. You're unique. You're one of one. And let's showcase that, you know? I like to tell every entrepreneur out there to not just create a brand, just to create a brand, create a brand with a purpose, right? Create something that has impact, that has a social component to it, and that's given back. Yeah, I also really much agree with you. I also think yeah. that there's not only one key to success, but many. Um, yes. What is something you would say to younger audiences that want to fulfill their dreams? Yes, a couple of things I would tell them. Number one, figure out what you're passionate about. What do you love? What doesn't feel like a job for you? What's your hobby, right? Because a lot of the times that's what you want to do. You know what I mean? You want to do your hobby. You want to work on something that, that you don't, you're not obligated to. 
I remember for me, when I started Bronx Native, I didn't have experience selling merchandise or anything like that. So I started asking questions, right? I started calling my peeps up, you know, I know you have a brand, you know, how do you do it? I remember writing exactly step-by-step, step, go to Amazon, buy this bag, go to LegalZoom, incorporate your business, you know, all these little things and then execute, you know, work, work, work. Again, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, what you're passionate about, put your heart in there, put yourself in there and, and just grind, grind until, until you're there. That's really the only way. It really is. When... You were at your lowest moment. Let's say you don't have motivation to do something. What motivates you and makes you want to get back to work? Yes. Life is tough. You know, life is, is it's not easy. So a lot of times there's moments that you feel this discouraged, you know, moments that you don't feel as motivated. And I have a couple of steps, a couple of uh, tools to use, right? Number one, surround yourself with the right people. Yes. For me, I want to be in a table with entrepreneurs. I want to be talking about buying buildings. I want to be talking about creating. I want to be talking about going up. And that inspires me. That motivates me. Being surrounded by like-minded individuals that have the same goals and have the same passions. Surround yourself with the right people. Another thing I do, I, I look at TEDx talks, you know what I mean? Motivational speakers. And, and you know, I follow people on online that uh, that are entrepreneurs that are on the journey. People like Gary V, you know, people that are doing their thing and just inspire me with their posts and stuff like that. Another tool that, you know, when you really need motivation right there and then, you go to the mirror, right? You look at yourself in the mirror and you manifest. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you're amazing. Yes, you're beautiful. Let's go and do it. You know what I mean? And just yeah. keep that energy up. You know what I mean? Uh, know that there's a light in the end of the tunnel and you're going to make it through. But of course, no pressure, no diamond. So we want all the smoke. We want all the pressure to, to become a diamond because we've got to shine bright like a diamond. A quote Rihanna. Yeah. My dream is to go to LaGuardia, right? I'm also really into the creative realm. Nice. What are some tips that you have for me? Because I know in the world of art, it's very competitive. Yeah, yeah. I think one very important thing that I would say to artists and to people that want to pursue a career in art is really find your style, right? Find your look, find your visual language, because that's really going to define you, you know? Like you could do the same work that everyone else is doing, or you could really think outside the box, man. You know, as an artist, the world is our canvas and we could do whatever we want. I think through art, we could save the world. Our education, art could be therapy, art could heal, you know, there's so many things that, that comes with art, but yeah, utilize that power, you know, especially now more than ever, we have so many resources that we can utilize the internet, social media, blow it up, go crazy, do your thing. You said you just involved in the arts in general, right? Pretty much everything I do, like drawing, painting, dance, acting, theater. I do everything. I love it. Yeah, no, I, and that's similar to me, you know, and that's another thing. My whole life, people used to tell me, hey, pick one thing and do it really well and then move to the next one. But I didn't want to do that, you know. We're all multidimensional individuals, right? We got the power to do it all. And that's what I did. I was doing video, photo, the design, content creating, creating experience, events, and I love that. So, you know, don't let anyone limit you. You could do it all. The world is yours. 
and you're going to make it to LaGuardia. It's going to be incredible. Do the most with the time that you have there, right? Speak to everybody, connect with all your professors, all the students, tap in and really squeeze as much as you can from school. Seeing that you really like art, do you have like any favorite artists that could be like music or anything? I could say anybody. <laughs> yeah, you could say anybody. Yeah, yeah. I listen to all types of music, all type of artists, but I'll tell you who am I bumping to right now. Definitely that new Drake and 21 Savage album, Her Lost. That thing goes crazy. You already know. Um, but um, let me see. Visual artists as well. I like people that have that utilize, again, different mediums and different ways to express themselves. One person that I think does this amazingly is uh, Daniel Glover, Childish Gambino. He did the show Atlanta. He's a Grammy-winning artist. He's an actor. He does this. He does that. So I'm very intrigued by people like that. Also, like people like Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? Hamilton, you know, I mean, it really inspired me and I felt very empowered after watching that. First of all, what he did, right, bringing hip hop into the realm of theater and then also the story, you know, of an immigrant that came from the Caribbean, which my family's from the Caribbean, the Dominican Republic, and basically becomes the, you know, one of the founding fathers of finance and all these things. And he started from nothing, made everything. So stories like that definitely inspire me, keep me motivated, empower me. Yes. You told me that you were Dominican. Yes. That's awesome because I'm also Dominican. Hello, amigo. It's... What's up? Hey. <laughs> que lo que. Que lo que, manos. <laughs> um, I find it very important. Like, for example, my mother and my family, when they came to the U.S., they definitely had a hard time adapting, but they worked hard for my family and for everybody to feel welcomed and at home. And I definitely feel like in the Bronx, there's a ton, like a lot of us here are Hispanic. And I feel like it's just awesome to see all of us like come together and see Bronx native. And it's just awesome. You know, I was born and raised here, but my blood is 100% from the Dominican Republic. And shout out to my fam over there. You already know, love, love. You know, the Bronx has the largest concentrated population of Dominicans. Uh, also, Hondureños, Garifuna as well. And we, more than 50% of our population is Hispanic, Latinx, and all that stuff. So that's amazing. We're representing our people. You know, we've done shirts with the Dominican flag, with the Puerto Rican flag for the West Indian parade. We did all the West Indian countries. For Hispanic Heritage Month, we did all the Hispanic countries. So we're always tapping into all the different cultures and all the different people here in the Bronx and making sure that everyone's being seen and heard and represented accordingly. I also like really find it important that everybody's seen and heard. I was a part of the Hispanic Heritage Month committee. We started that whole thing. So we have our own board downstairs, has like Selena and all these other Hispanic artists, and it was awesome. Congrats. No, that's beautiful. Do it out. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. What is something that you are like interested in doing next with Bronx Native and everything else? 
Yeah, so we have a bunch of things coming up next. Right now I'm in my studio. It's called Tag Up Studios. We've been doing a lot of great things through the studio, like in the video game world as well, the music world, open mics, even like performing lessons and always engaging the community as much as possible through all of our businesses. We're going to be putting out our own original music. So, you know, we're going to be working with local artists. We're going to be just cultivating and creating some dope pieces and putting it out there. We're really tapped into like the DJ scene here in the Bronx and just artists in general. So we're going to tap into that. It's going to be great. Uh, Bronx Native, we have our store. We got some merch coming out, some new collections, of course. We have a couple of other big projects. We have a book coming out, you know, it's going to be about the journey. It's going to be a how to build a community-based brand, right? A modern-day brand that's about the community. How does that look like? How do you design for good? How do you design and change the world? How do you create what we're creating and make that impact that we've been having? So the book is going like, to be talking about like the five-year journey because we just turned five years on October 2nd at the Bronx Nader Shop. You already Wow, congrats. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So every year, officially, every October 2nd is considered Bronx Native Day. We're going to have like a festival block party with vendors, music, food, and all that good stuff. Uh, we have a documentary also, right? We shot during the pandemic and we basically shot the process of us opening up a print shop and opening up Tag of Studios. So the documentary is going to be kind of like an informative reality TV docu-series style where it's going to showcase us in the journey, talking about the struggle, talking about financial, talking about, oh, we got to figure this out. So it's going to be very informative for entrepreneurs and just people that really want to know the, what goes on behind closed doors and the real journey of an entrepreneur. And yeah, just looking forward to continue the marathon, to continue the journey. And to continue to, to to make sure that we're winning, succeeding, thriving, building, working together, breaking bread, and making it happen, you know? Yes. Like you said, with the book and the blog parties and the music, I definitely need to be updated because I am definitely want to go. <laughs> and yes, um, yeah, follow us. Follow us on Instagram, on social media, at The Bronx Native. Everything's there. Everything. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I feel like it's very important for you to remember where you came from in your community. Yes, let's do it. We have to. We have to. This was like watching a TV show, actually. <laughs> I just, I could go on for another hour or so. Allison, you were Everything kicking it. More... No, yeah. You were you. Yeah. Awesome. So we ask our guests the same question at the end of every show. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your 13-year-old self? Let me see. I would just tell them to keep going, to go even harder. Life hits you with whatever is going to hit you. You know, you get to experience that. You learn from it. You grow from it. But yeah, never give up. Just keep going. Do what you love. And yeah, just keep smiling. You know what I mean? There's going to be tough moments that are going to come ahead, but don't let that distract you. Don't let that put you out of the course. You know, the journey is the reward, you know, so keep going, keep doing it. I just want to thank you for that. And I always see you guys out in the community supporting our kids. So, um, you know, your brand is so critical to the neighborhood and to the entire city, if not the country. So I just want to thank you both so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Formative, a production of New York Edge. I'm your host, Rachel Gazdick. My co-host today was Allison from 83X in the Bronx. She was assisted by Stephanie Loretta. Season three of Formative is brought to you by the generous support by Macy's Inc. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Racecar. This episode was produced by Tasha A.F. Lemley. Post-production by Alex Brower. Original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production management by Gabriella Montekin. Thanks to the whole team here at New York Edge for making this series possible. Never miss an episode of Formative by subscribing to the series at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.